welcome to the Legacy Music Hour. My name is Brent Weinbach. My name is oh, Rob F. Switch. And this is the Video Game Music Podcast featuring third and fourth generation video game music. And this is episode 261. And um, here with us, as usual, is Gabe Castro. Hello. And... Um, and yeah, I mean, look, I just have some top of the show before we get to our topic of the day uh, or the night or whatever you want, whenever you're listening to this, um, I wanted to talk about a couple things and I think things that, I think things that mm, maybe Rob will feel passionately about and, oh boy, oh and, boy. and Gabe too, actually. No, no, no. I, I'm, I, I'm on your side on this, by the way. Okay. Okay. <laughs> What do you, what do you think it's gonna be? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, no, I, I, I'm worried. <laughs> All right. Well, let me say this first: um, is that we have a Patreon account, which uh, our Patreon has bonus content on it. Um, so what? It's kind of a subscription-based thing. You you go to our Patreon. It's Patreon.com/slash. Um, Legacy Music Leg- Hour. Legacy Music Hour. Thank you. It's Legacy Music Hour. Patreon.com slash Legacy Music Hour. That's the site you go to, essentially. And if you sign up for the Patreon there, you sign up. It's it, There's a fee you pay. It's $5 a month. And you get bonus content. What do you get with that? You get a uh, full video of every episode. Okay. That's one thing. That's guaranteed. And then quite often, usually around once a month or so, I put out... Um, a series it's a kind of it's its own podcast called brent's games and it, it's a a show where and gabe is oftentimes a guest on that or not a guest but a co-host or something and um i talk about games that i've been playing recently and i kind of review them and there are now 40 episodes of brent's games on the patreon 40 wow. episodes that you can check out and on the latest episode i talk about um the game new ghostbusters 2 uh, for the Famicom, um, Don Doko Don Two for the Famicom, Yokai Buster Ruka no Daiboken for the uh, Super Famicom, Noigir Umi Tokaze no Kodo for the Super Famicom, Wonder Boy Three Monster Layer for the Sega Mega Drive, and Puzzle and Action Taunt R for the Sega Mega Drive. So those are the six games that are covered in the most recent episode of Brent's Games, and so check that out. There's also game playthroughs on there playthroughs. Um, with by by Gabe. He I think is his most uh, recent oh, my one. Most uh, recent one would be uh, Forgotten Nexer. World. Oh, oh no, yeah, you're right. No Forgotten Worlds for the PC Engine. How about that? P- PC Engine you didn't CD. See that coming. Is this PC, PC Engine, Engine C- C- compact disc? And so that's cool. Um, and uh, you know. It's different than the Genesis version, kind of. I mean, it's cl- you know, sure more. Is. Is, it's more true to the arcade. Something say. like that, yeah. And um, there's also just other little bits and things of things on there. Sometimes some show and tell videos, and just lots of things. There's a lot of content on there. I mean, I must say, there's a lot. So check it out. Patreon.com/slash Legacy Music Hour. Now, um, there's also sometimes I archive Twitch streams on there in case you miss them live. Anyway, um. So I have a question. I have two things, and this is not the thing I was referring to yet, uh, Rob. But this is just a question for the users, and maybe a question for you, Rob, too. This again, this is not the 
controversial thing that I'm going to talk about in a little bit, but um, I already asked Gabe this question behind the scenes, but what what's the official title of a game to you? Is it what it says on the box art or the label art on the cartridge or what it says in the game on the title screen? Excellent okay? question. That's my question. Now, look, I'll say this. Uh, the website Moby Games, they use the box art as the official title. Okay? Oh. And they say, and then, and so in, in-game would be known as an alternate title. Okay? Um, and, well, uh, the reason I'm asking is, is because, you know, that new Ghostbusters 2 game that I played from, um, I think, the last episode, that the box art for that uses the uses the number two, New Ghostbusters 2, number two, right? But the in-game title uses a Roman numeral two. And mm-hmm. it made me unsure of what to use when I was putting together the track listing. And 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 also on top of that, for the PAL version of the game, because that game came out in PAL regions, that uses the Roman numeral two for both the box art and the in-game. So that's a little bit kind of weird too. Anyway. Wait, does it- but the PAL game, it, I'm sorry, the cartridge label itself, it says it's Roman it's Roman number, numerals on the front of the label, but the spine is a number two. Is that right? Yeah, on the same, on the same label, it has it both ways. Is that right? Huh. Yeah, okay, right. so that's all confusing. That's all, conf- that's really weird, actually. That's re- <laughs> So it's all confusing. And then, of course, there's, there's the cartridge label as well to take into consideration the art that's on there, which is usually some sort of rendition of the box art, but not always. Anyway, Rob, what do you say to this? It's got to be what's in the game. It's in the game. EA Sports already <laughs> said it. What did EA Sports say? It's in the game. It's in the game. It's in the game. It's in the game. Uh-huh. And Gabe, you thought in the game. Right. I thought that was, yeah. Well, I don't. Well, I feel and, like the game developers, you know, they made the game. That's what the game is. I and kind then of the agree. box art is like the, the, publisher. the publisher could have screwed it up. Yeah, exactly. Or something. No, I mean, I totally get that. But at the same time, okay, if you were to read a book, right? And it's a hard, say it's a hardcover book. And if to me, it's what what's on that the the cover of the book is the publisher. You know what I mean? That's or they did the they did that, right? And let's just say there's a title of a book and it's on the cover of the book, but then when you go inside, it the maybe the title's slightly different on the inside, you know? When you when you get to the actual pages, you know? Um, the in the in title, you know, or the inner title. What, what would you go off of then? I mean, if it's the to me, the box art is kind of like the cover of the book, or and the the label on the on the cartridge is kind of the label. I mean, it's very it's kind of a difficult thing to think about. But I, yeah, I agree with you that the the developers made this game and they made the title a certain way in the game. But, but I don't know. I don't it know, seems, it like seems like the, the official, official release, release is what published, published it, though. It, though. You know, I mean, you the, know, game, the wouldn't game wouldn't have come, come out if it weren't for the publisher. the publisher, and so therefore, so therefore that means that, that it seems to me like that's, that's the official title. title. Gabe is going over to grab what looks like something here, describing that for the radio, the audio listeners. I just wanted to double check that what I said was correct. Uh huh. So I'm about, to, I'm about to find but out. But wouldn't you say that the what was published was the actual official title? So we got number two, right? 
But that's Roman numeral two. And then on the spine. Wow, that is weird. On the spine, wow, that's then. Then what? Then, then what? Hey, yeah, exactly. Then what? Y- you say tomato, or you say <laughs> Roman numeral tomato? Tomato. <laughs> tomato. You say tomato. I I say Roman numeral tomato. No, I I don't know. I just was thinking the box art is the official name for it, even though I don't know. I don't even know, but just because that's the published, that's what became, that's what it came out in. Here's another one other thought too, actually. One other thought is that, okay, the game came out in different regions, right? So, okay, so for Ghostbusters 2, for example, the the game itself is, I think, the same, right? Is it's pretty much the same for both the PAL version and the the Japanese version in game? Slight but difference. But the yeah. only the real differences in title, though, come from you know the box art. So it made me think, okay, well maybe the Japanese version, if it's Famicom, that's going to use number two, and then I don't know, then Roman numeral two for the, the other one. But then yeah, that spine label thing is kind of confusing. Anyway, look, I, I don't know the answer. You heard what Rob said. He said in game. Gabe says in game. I, I'm leaning. I'm leaning towards the the box. I'm thinking, you know, just mm-hmm. because that is mm-hmm. what was published, mm-hmm. you know, as the publisher. And my question to the users is, what do you think? Let us know in the Discord, or you know, we have a Discord. Well, you can find the Discord on LegacyMusicHour.com in the top right corner. You can get a link to it there, or just comment on this episode on LegacyMusicHour.com. Okay, now for one other, just interesting kind of thing I came across that um, I don't know might be of interest to Rob in particular but I think Gabe too and I didn't talk to either one of you before this about this because I wanted to get your fresh take on it mm-hmm. but did you guys at all follow um, when in 2016 Time Magazine released a list of the 100 best game video games of all time do you guys know about that? familiar. Don't yeah. look it up. Don't nope. look it up right now. No, nope. I, did, I, I did not. I, I did not. I feel like I remember it existing, but I don't think I ever looked at okay, it. Okay, that was in 2016. And then, anyway, my brother and I, we started talking about... I don't know, we were talking about Mega Man X, and then my brother told me, you know, Mega Man X is considered one of the best games of all time. I said, really? He said, yeah, that's what it said on this thing. I said, huh. And then I started thinking, what, what do people consider the best games of all time? The best... You know, and I started looking at a couple lists, and I looked at Time Magazine's best games of all time, top 100, and I also looked at IGN had a list that was um, came out, I think, in 2019, but it was updated in 2023, okay? So that's an updated list, 2023. So I'm talking IGN and Time Magazine, top 100 games, get this, not same, a same. single... What? I was going to say the same number one game. I don't know. No, but not a single what? NES game. Not a single Sega game at all. We're talking not <sighs> from any console. Not from any <laughs> Sega console at all. Arcade? Shinobi? Arcade uh, well, no. I believe one... I can't remember, but one of them might have Sega had... Sega Bass Fishing? I, I was trying to remember if one of them had, did mention... I don't think so. I don't think there was an arcade game on there. I don't think so. I'm not sure, but I don't think so. But there was not a single Genesis game for sure. Not a single no Genesis really? game. Wow. And that brings me to that. Not a single Sonic game. You have to think. Now I'm thinking broad here, right? I'm thinking broad, right? You you think 
this is not my list. This is what I would imagine the mainstream would think. Okay, you're going to expect to see Mario games or whatever, right? Zelda. Would, those yeah, are famous. I would imagine but, Ocarina of Time would be the but number one. I, it's not, but I, w- I would say right, that, would that, that Sonic the Hedgehog is the probably the most sec. It's probably the second most famous video game character of all time. I would say, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, okay, Mar- Mario is the most popular video game character, right? I would say Sonic is next, right? And then I probably would say Pac-Man might be next after that or something, right? But you would think that. If you're if you were putting together, I just made me think this list is a bozo list. I mean, how how are they going to miss how not, not how do you not have a single Sonic the Hedgehog game on there? That is that seems so crazy to me, right? Mm-hmm. Now get this. You ready for outrun, this? Outrun, outrun, yeah, go on. Guess what else was missing from the Time Magazine hundred greatest games of all time? What's that? Time Lord. Time Lord. Street Fighter Two. What? Yeah. How could yeah. you? And yet, and yet, what was on the list was Mortal Kombat 1. Well, I think I say Street Fighter 1. How, right, how is Mortal Kombat, look, Street Fighter 2 is one of the, it's the biggest fighting game of all time. There's tournaments, right? I mean, there's tournaments all over the world. And yet... That's crazy, yeah. And there's not... They don't have Mortal Kombat tournaments all over the world, do they? Are you, are you talking about the 50 best video games of all time? That's, is that what you're talking about? I think it was 100, I think, wasn't it? I'm Mortal Kombat, but no Street Fighter. Time team, Magazine? Huh? Yeah. Well, maybe it's 50, but uh, I don't know. If it's, it's maybe it's 50 or 100 mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah. And... I mean, how, we can't talk bad about a game, can we? Well, you, do, you do what you want. I, I don't Mortal, talk... Mortal Kombat kind of sucks. Like as a game, like well, I think, uh, the first we're, one. We're talking know. about we don't talking about the music. Oh, oh my God, Pong is on this list. Come on, bro. Well, also, guess Pong? what else they have on the list? Zork. You guys, <laughs> you guys know Zork. I know Zork, but Zork is a text adventure. So this is computer. more like more compu- influential or important games than best games, really. Well, yeah, I mean, Zork. well, if we're talking influential, Zork. if we're talking influential, Street Fighter Two would should oh, be on sure. there. That's one Absolutely. of the most. That is by far one of the most influential but game. One if of the it most was invented. influential, Zork would make sense. But nobody's playing Zork. I don't know. It's just weird <laughs> because first of all, Zork's not even really a video game. It's a computer game, oh, yeah, and it's sure. it's a text adventure at that. You know, but. Um, uh, okay, now look. Now here's more more news for you. Um, there's no Contra. That's not surprising. But that's that's one of the best to me. That's one of the best games. And guess yeah, but I'm only, not surprised there were only on this list. There's only three Nintendo games on um, three Nintendo games on the 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 Time list, the Time Magazine list. Hmm. Can you guess what they are? Ocarina of Time. No, I'm talking Nintendo, NES, I mean. Oh, oh, uh, really? Uh, well, Super Mario 3. Super, Mar- I think Super it's, Mario. Just I Super think Mario Brothers. <laughs> I think it's Super Mario Brothers 1, I think, and Zelda. But one, and strangely, Castlevania. Mm, wow. I just think it's weird if they're going to pick... A th- I don't know, that's just weird to me. I don't know. It is, but, weird. No, it is um, weird. And there was only two Super Nintendo games. Uh, who wrote this? Who, what who is this wrote this? I, well, I don't know. You know, and then oh, also when I got, I got it right here. Some grandma, yeah. Name this, names. This is on the this is on the Time Magazine one. There was only two Super Nintendo games. It was uh, Super Mario Kart and Final Fantasy three, oh, which I would have said Final Fantasy two if you're going to go with one of those. But um, <laughs> that would be but, Bill Lamb- Lambier's basketball. <laughs> right, right. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know who I, is. It was a reader poll, maybe or something like that. I just don't know who no. who no. Are they. 
No reader no. poll is going to end up like that. These are no. people. This is... <laughs> you want names? Alex Fitzpatrick. Uh-huh. John Patrick Pullen. Josh Rabb. Lev Grossman. <laughs> Grossman. Lisa Iadic, Iad... Ditch, Dicko, Diccio, Dicico, excuse me, from up getting front. Matt, <laughs> Matt Peckham. Oh, here we go. Matt Peckham is Times Video well, Games critic. Matt Peckham. Pick him. I don't know. Drop him a line. It's I insane. Drop him a line. I, I think it's insane to me that they don't have that they don't have a single Sega game, or then that there's not a Sonic game. I can't believe there's not a Sonic it game. Was, I mean. Was one of the NES ones The Legend of Zelda? I think so. I think okay, so. That would at least make. Well, look this this is fake. This is fake news. I don't buy this at all. <laughs> it's just weird because it just seems like this is totally uninformed. I mean, how how do you not know? How do you not have Street Fighter Two on there? Street Fighter Two is truly one of the most famous games of all time, and and one of the best, and, and best, one of the, yeah. one of the most influential games too. I mean, it's just yeah. crazy. Street Fighter Two is so big. There's tournaments all over the world. I, that's just crazy. I, mean, I thought it was crazy. And then IGN even didn't really, you know, again, on IGN's list, which had a little bit more of the right picks on there in some cases, IGN's list still was completely, there no Sega, no Sonic on IGN's list. How is that possible? Wow. How is that possible? This, this is not so worse. How is that possible? I don't know how you, to me, it just made me think, wow, IGN, well, which they deal with video games. Okay, you can understand it for Time Magazine. They don't know what they're talking about, Time Magazine. But sure. IGN does video games. How are they not going to mention a single well, Sega game? What? Look, we could talk about this for hours. Mm-hmm. How about we so come up with it. our own list? Our own list. And let's get to some music. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to get too heated reading this list. These guys <laughs> are obviously, I don't know where they learned their craft, but they're not fit to write any kind of list. <laughs> Well, yeah, all right. It's just really just, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Um, okay, well, let's move to today's topic. Um, today's topic is the Old West, and this is our second time doing it. We haven't done this since, um, I think it was, uh, what was it, episode, oh, dang, was it episode 56? 50 56, yeah. I think it was. Six, but this yeah. is Old West 2. So, I mean, it's been a couple hundred episodes ago <laughs> a couple hundred episodes ago we did mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. old west one we're doing old west two so what that means is um these are games or stages in games that are old west themed um not tracks that sound like old west even though a lot of these tracks probably will sound have an old west sound to them um but uh, i feel like that's a different topic is tracks that sound like old west tracks you know um these are tracks that are from the the idea is what kind of music are we hearing in old west themed games or uh or old west themed stages and games so um i would expect a lot of whistling and um galloping-esque percussion among other things and um well i guess i'm going to start things off aren't i Let's go. Well, we're going to start things off here with uh, a game that I liked that I played kind of recently called Gumple. And um, this is uh, called Gumple, Gunman's Proof, uh, for the Super Famicom. Unknown composer, uh, but the developer is leaner. And we're going to hear 
scenario four. And um, and again, just to reiterate what I said last time I played something from this game, you know, if it, I would have thought that the true name of this game is Gunpru, but because of the um, in-game audio that says Gumple, um, and also that they wrote they wrote it in G U N P L E in the in-game code that make that convinces me that the true title of this game is Gumple. So, um, yes, sir, Rob. Will this make your top fifty list? Uh, I I don't know. No, I don't think so. Probably I, okay. I don't. I okay. don't know. It's fair. It's fair. It's fair. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, anyway, here's scenario four. Music from Gumpel, Gunman's Proof, for the Super Famicom. This is Scenario 4. And, um... I I mean, it doesn't need to be said, but this is a game that takes place in the Old West. And, um... Yeah, this is um, a little bit later in the game. And, um... I don't know, it kind of has that sound that it's later in the game. And, um... Yeah, I, I don't know, I really like it. It's only... You know, it's it's pretty simple, but it's uh, I don't know. It's got a good melody, and yeah, it's it's good. It has a this feeling of I don't know. It has that late game feeling, kind of you know. Uh, these timpanies, timpanies with whistling. <clears throat> I like I like the mood of this song. Yeah. I like that. Dun dun dun. And I like the horns, I guess, in the background, you know? Yeah. Anyway, it's a cool game. It seems to use the. Link to the Past engine. Is that true? I think so. I was thinking about that, but 
So they would license it from Nintendo? I don't know how, that how it went down. Weird? I don't know Marvel, how it went. Marvelous, I thought, used it, but I don't know if that's true. I don't think it is, but that would make I, sense because that was Nintendo, right? Yeah. I don't know how it went down, but it yeah. seems as though it uses the, the Link to the Bass engine, I think. I don't know. It's very similar. I mean, it looks like oh, it uses... It looks just like it, yeah. Yeah. Lethal Enforcers 2, Gun Fighters. Mm-hmm. That is a Sega Genesis game. That is good, but it wouldn't make my top 50. Okay. O- opening theme is what I'm going with. Let's hit it. Lethal Enforcers. That's two, number two. No Roman numerals. No Roman numerals in the Wild West. No, no, that is, that is that is Roman numerals. I think, isn't it? Oh shoot, you're right. <laughs> huh. I take it back. I stand corrected. It's this is cool. You know, this is really cool. It sounds almost like it's the old west from the future or something like that, you know? Or it's it's almost like a cyber old west or something like that. It sounds like 70s electronic music or something. Part of me thought it, it doesn't sound like, but it could be like the Sega CD BIOS. Oh. Seems very presentational. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, it's cool. Have, it's really cool. I've got uh, composer Tsuyoshi Sakito and Yuichi Sakakura. Yes. It's cool. It's very spacey in a way, you know, but also Old West. Well, they got those movies where they mix aliens and cowboys, right? Right, yeah. Something like that. Or robots and cowboys. Wild guns. <laughs> it's cool. I love that. <clears throat> um, okay, next up, we're going to hear from the Old West themed game called Wampum for the Nintendo. This was a gift from Gabe to me, this game. And, um, well, I'll talk about this when we come back, but. Uh, there's some interesting stuff about this game, but, um, the, I guess one thing I'll mention that is the, it wasn't wet old West theme in Japan. It was, um, it has a, I think it's a Chinese, ancient China, th- yeah, ancient China themed kind of game in, in, uh, Japan. And then they made the main character a native American character, uh, for, in, for the, this Western or the, you know, for the 
North American release. Um, so this and, is and music. Wampum, you know, is like a pine on a wampum, which is a Native American bead kind of thing. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is composer Tsukasa Tawada, um, whose alias in this game is Adios Amigo. And we're going to hear Water Test from Wampum for the Nintendo Entertainment System. This is Water Test from Wampum, music by Tsukasa Tawada. And this has, it has a Old West sound to it, but it also has a sort of, I don't know, interesting kind of different sound to it too. I don't, I don't know. But, you know, the... Yeah. But the the kind of rhythm of it is sort of got that old west sound. One of the kind of many old west sounds, you know. But anyway, so the thing I wanted to say about this that I think is interesting is: Did you know? And maybe as a Sega guy, Rob, you might be interested in this: that this game Wampum is tangentially part of the Wonder Boy franchise. It's one no, of the games in the Wonder Boy franchise. <laughs> Why do you say that, game? It's a Halico game, first of all. Uh-huh. I, I I wasn't really saying that. I've never heard this, and I'm interested oh, to I've, hear more. Oh, I've told I've told you about it already. You, d- you don't remember? I thought you were saying that I because you knew you knew already because I had told you about it. Maybe that sounds vaguely familiar, but I, don't, I didn't remember in the moment. So, here's what's interesting about this game is that this is part of the Wonder Boy series, kind of tangentially. Um, so. West One or West Stone, I don't know if it's West Stone or West West One, you know, the company that um, made Wonder Boy, they, they retained the copyright for that game, but not the Wonder Boy trademark when they had it, you know, when it was on Sega, right? So Wonder Boy is obviously known as a Sega game. It's a well-known Sega franchise, right? Uh, well... You know, there's, there was the Wonder Boy, the arcade game, and then it came out for Sega Master System. And so since West, West One or Westone owned the copyright, they were, were able to take Wonder Boy and have it ported to other systems. But they couldn't use the Wonder Boy trademark. So they made uh, Hudson's Adventure Island for the Nintendo. And that's, the, that's Wonder Boy. That's the port of Wonder Boy. But it's uh, 
it's a, the Nintendo port, so it, they that they call it Adventure Island, you know, with Hudson um, publishing it, right? So, and you know, of course, I mean, a Hudson composer, Jun Chikuma, did the music to it. But um, okay, so then what's weird about Adventure Island is that ends up turning into its own series, even though it's a port of Wonder Boy, it turns into its own series that is about this character, Master Higgins. Who, and then, meanwhile, Wonder Boy, that kind of becomes its own series, too. A very complicated series. Well, as we're already starting to see with that, there's these, there's this branch off that is the, the Adventure Island games. And a lot of them, too, by the way, Adventure Island games. There's New Adventure Island for the Graphics 16, and there's um, Super Adventure well, Island for the Super Nintendo. One, two, one, two, three, and four on Famicom. Four, the yeah. NES, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So two, two on Super Nintendo, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, what the so then uh, one of the I'm gonna have to get this straight here. One of the uh, one of the Wonder Boy games on Sega was ported to the Famicom and it was ported as a game called Sayuki World okay I'm trying to remember which one it is now um, it's uh, I think it's I'm gonna I, I kind of just want to look this up real quick but um, let me see here Sayuki World it is um, let's see um, what was that a port of uh, it was but it, it was rethemed though. So it's, when it was ported, it was rethemed, right? Um, what was that? Oh yeah, Wonder Boy in Monsterland. Okay, it's a port of Wonder Boy in Monsterland. Okay, and so which that's the second game in the Wonder Boy series, right? Similar to how Adventure Island spawned its own series, the Sayuki World or Sayuki World spawned its own series although not that many games it was only two games but there was a sequel that came out for the famicom sayuki world 2 and that's not related it's not a port of any of the wonder boy games and it's its own thing that's just derived you know kind of coming off you know a sequel to the sayuki world and that game was uh released was I guess ported to the Nintendo from the Famicom version. I don't know if it's a port or what do you want to call it. And they rethemed it again, or you know, they kind of rethemed it again to be this Native American theme and old taking place in the Old West as a wampum. So wampum is the North American version of this game that is a sequel in Japan and on the Famicom to a game that is actually a port of Wonder Boy and Monster Land. So that's pretty convoluted, and but it's kind of interesting how mm-hmm. complicated and this all is, you know, and, and how there's this r- weird network that all kind of co- starts at Wonder Boy, you know, and there's this network of games that's all connected, you know. So even though Wampum is not a port of any Wonder Boy game, it is connected, though. It branches off from the Wonder Boy series, kind of. So this is kind of a Wonder Boy game. <laughs> Don't you think that's interesting? 
Mm-hmm. Totally not a 2023 game. I'll tell you that right now. It's interesting because it's it's a Holico game or Jalico game, and I don't know. It's just funny that these different publishers are putting out these games that are kind of related to this Sega game. I don't know. It's just interesting to me. I don't know how it's related, but I played that Monster Boy in the Cursed Something Kingdom on Switch. It's uh, not, that's, not it's a spiritual successor, but it also has music from the old games. I don't understand uh, how it's official or not. I don't know. Right. Something. So that, and that's no a idea. that's a new game. Yeah, that's a new I mean, game. It's totally a Monster World game, but it's just it's not. I don't know. Well, you know what's also re- confusing about the Wonder Boy series is that you've got <clears throat> Wonder Boys and they're 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 have you know different Wonder Boy one and two and three and so forth. But then once Monster is introduced into the title, that is its own sort of sub-series of the Wonder Boy series. So, you know, uh, I, I want to say it. that Wonder, one of the, it's something like Wonder Boy 3 Monster Layer is actually also known as Wonder Boy 5 or something like that. Or it's the, it's the fifth game, I don't know, or something like that. Or I, I don't know, something weird like that. And then, of course, the we Monster the World series. Aid. Yeah, no, it, you need to, yeah, you need some sort of visual aid for that. But it. It's really interesting that the that Monster World Four doesn't even have Wonder Boy in it. It stars mm-hmm. Asha as a female character, but that's part of that whole series too. It's all interesting and, and to me, you know. And uh, that's a good game too, by the way. Monster hey, World Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, get that music ready. Oh, the, the yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, don't Hold don't on. don't play it. Don't play it just yet. Okay. But if this was 1991 when this game was released mm-hmm. in North America. And you were a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Say I, I come home from work and you're expecting a, a game, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, do you think this is Street Fighter 2? <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog? Mm-mm. What do you think this is, Battletoads? Or Final Fantasy 4? Or Mega Man 4? Or a link to the past? No. I got you. Wampum. I was I thought you wanted me to do it then, huh? Oh, I was gonna say it. <laughs> Thanks. Mom. Thanks. You mean it's kind of it's kind of like a duped you music kind of or something like that? <laughs> it's kind of disappointed music is what you're saying? Yeah. It's almost like a... Da, 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 da. You know, it's kind of like a, it kind of sounds like a, what the music when you die in Super Mario Brothers too, I guess in a way, right? A little bit. There, yeah. there were so many amazing games in 1991. And, a link uh, to the past. A link to the past hadn't come out yet, actually. I think, right? 1991. No, link to the yes. past. Oh, yes. it is. Yes. Oh, uh, Japan actually, Japan. Mm-hmm. Japan. I thought Street Fighter 2 was 92 as well. Hold on, say this. Wait, it hadn't come out yet? And then you say, oh, it did in Japan. Say that. It hadn't come out yet, right? Oh, it did in Japan. <laughs> it almost sounds like oops music or something. You know what I mean? It's kind of, <laughs> it just sound kind of like oops, you know? Yep. Wait, are you sure that came out in 91? No, oh, only in Japan. Something like that. All right. Let's see. 
Up next, let's go with Big Challenge Gunfighter for the Famicom Disk System. Big Challenge Gunfighter. Turn up this part. Oh, the part right before that, doesn't it sound like uh, the Forbidden Dance? The Lombada? Lombada? <laughs> <laughs> kind of reminds me of it. So far, every track, I feel like, has had an Old West sound to it. Yeah. That's going to change. Okay, well... I said, you know, all of them have had, I said, yet, right, or whatever I said, you know, I said, all of them have had an old Western sound to them, all the tracks we've played so far. Mm -hmm. But this next track is a little different. Um, so this is not an old West themed game altogether. Um, it just, there's an old West themed stage in it. So maybe that's why. But um, this is a game for the arcade called Demon's World. Um, that that's what it, how it came out in um, North America, but I think in Japan it's called Horror Story or something like that. And there, there, I think it was also ported to the uh, TurboGrafx-16 or the PC Engine or something. I think, but um, Demon's World is the name of the game and is for the arcade. And this is from composer Toshiaki Tomizawa, and we're gonna hear. Um, Western America. That's the name of the. Uh, that's the name of the stage that this is in. Western America, and it's a you know it's an old West town kind of uh, area. I think it's uh, it, it, the game is about these kind of Ghostbuster kind of guys, I guess you know, and uh, I guess there's some kind of old West ghosts that they're taking care of in this uh, in this area, um, but. Um, yeah, so Western America is this track, and it does not really sound, I would say it doesn't sound Old West sounding at all, but it's a cool track. And here it is.
This is music from Demon's World for the arcade. Music by Toshiaki Tomizawa. And this is Western America. It's cool. I, I really like this part a lot, too. Oh, you know what? Well, whatever. Oh, no, never mind. Okay. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, I don't think that was. Yeah, never mind. Actually, but um, anyway, part. I was. Uh, well, I don't think it was. I mean, it, it's essentially the same thing. If it doesn't, mm-hmm. if it didn't, if that wasn't exactly a true loop, I mean, it pretty much was, mm-hmm. though. I would say. Listen to that bass. It's kind of neat, right? I like that how that stops for a second kind of and it's going to stop here for a second yeah it, i mean i guess it should have it should have played all the way through you know but well we can fix that and yeah we'll fix that in, in uh in post-production you know we'll have it okay so i'm comment the way i've been commenting on it is i didn't it wasn't a true full loop when I had faded it out So to talk. So for the edit you'll listen to, you'll hear the whole track before the f- before I come back in. Okay? So next up is Gabe Castro. Oh, Gabe's Corner. Here we go. We're going to open up Gabe's Corner with Sunset Riders for the Sega Genesis, an arcade port. Oh, okay. Interesting arcade port, I must say. I own this. It's a bit different. Um, and this is uh, Town Stage 2, Forest Stage 1, Face with Courage is the title of this track. Mm, I had this yeah. I had this picked out as a, as a backup. I was almost going to play this track myself mm. actually. Yeah. Well, you messed up. Ah. Yeah. So here it comes Sunset Riders. Here you go.
Face with Courage, Sunset Riders, Sega Genesis. There you have it. Konami. Looks good. Good did game. Do you, you say the composers are ready for this? No, I did not. It's well, it's just one composer, Motoaki Furukawa, but this is arranged for the for the Genesis by Masahiro Ikariko and Hideto Inoue. Hmm. Well, this track certainly does not annoy. I would say. What do you mean? Well, his name annoy. Oh, uh huh, uh huh. Their name. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, this is, I mean, I have not beat this version, but I have beat the Super Nintendo version. Hmm. Uh, I, I will say, well, what? On. You will say what? I will say that I think that the Genesis version of this soundtrack sounds better than oh, the Super yeah. Nintendo version. I would you agree, agree with that. Yeah. It yeah. just, you know, for some reason, this MF, the FM synth here just sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. like to hear that, Rob? Love it. That was for you. You have this game on Super Nintendo? I don't have it at all, no. You should get it. Really? Yeah. On Super Nintendo? Why don't wouldn't I should get on the Genesis, I think, right? No, it's no. It's a pretty different it's a pretty different game on Genesis. Really? Yeah. It's not I would I would say it's not well liked, but it is interesting how different it is. But, but the soundtrack there is someone is working on a, they call it a Sunset Riders Arcade for the Genesis. They're working on like a new Genesis version and it looks great. But officially, huh. no, I would not. But get the, the music is better on Genesis. Yeah, yes. But mm-hmm. the game is not. But it's a good, you know, it's basically just Contra in the Old West. It, you would call it, isn't it more, it's not a beat em up, you would say? No, no it's you're shooting guns and jumping. Oh, okay. Contra. Uh-huh. I, I played it in bosses. the arcade. Yeah, but, uh. Oh, sure. <clears throat> it's a great game. A hard, hard game. Oh, really? It's hard? Well, we can give yourself lives in the menu. It's okay. <laughs> hey, I've been not doing that lately, actually. I had to to beat this game. Uh-huh. I think it continues as well. So. It wasn't a dick. I love this part. Yeah, it's good. Good. This has just got that old west sound and just hero, hero, heroic. You know, mm-hmm. I I like old west music. I do. I like some of the classics, Laura Counties, Fistful mm-hmm. of Dollars, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, up next, this comes from the Lone Ranger for the NES. Another Konami mm-hmm. entry. And um, this track is the Enemy Encounter music. Yeah, also known as Outlaw Encounter. Outlaw Encounter. There you go. I think I just wrote Enemy Encounter in my notes. But it's cool. It's kind of, I don't know how to explain it, but it's, it's like a 12 4 kind of thing, or it's like three measures, you know, is the mm. whole thing. But it's cool. Hmm. But uh, Lone Ranger, uh, Outlaw Encounter. Okay. Let's have it. Thank you. 
Outlaw Encounter from The Lone Ranger NES. Konami, 1991, I believe. And you should mm. play this game, too. Yeah, so you say. So you I say. say. I beat this game. I beat this game and Sunset Riders. Mm. I mean, you know, I, yeah, I guess. You know, I just, I'm kind of done collecting games. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's Konami. It's pretty good. It's not All amazing. Right. It's good. It's interesting, and it's got these different, like, placed. I don't know. There's, like, a first-person thing. There's, you know, it's mm-hmm. got these different, you know, how Konami does it. Right, right. They love it's their first, they, they love their multi-formatted, yeah. you know, first, they love those first, right. are there first-person mazes in this? I don't know. I don't think okay. so. Even Snatcher, you know, it's got that first-person thing. They love it. Konami oh. just loves doing yeah. that. <laughs> But it's a good game. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, it's got really good music, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think, isn't uh, Tomoyo Tomoyo's Tomita on this, in there? Yeah. 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 My main man right there. <laughs> what are my main men? Yeah, sure. You got a lot of men. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got some main girls, too. Main women, too, sure. actually. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what do you, how do you count that? I don't even know. Hmm. One, two, three. I don't know. Three, and then it's three, two, three, four. You know, it's three measures of the whole melody, and that's interesting to me. Huh? You know, instead of one, one two. Or four, or two. Seems like it's just four, four. No, it is. I think it's just the way it's arranged is interesting or laid out. I guess. You know, it's the whole phrase. Huh? The phrase is three measures. Oh. Huh. Anyways, there you have it. Lone Ranger. I like the little dun 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 that one. Little grace note thing. Hmm. Back to you, Rob. We're gonna adhere to the law right now. Hmm. Law of the West, that is. Mm-hmm. This is a Nintendo track. We've got background music. Law of the West. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Law of the West. That there is background music. Hit me with that one more time. Well, two step. <laughs> this game is the composer is Ed Bogus. <laughs> really? Well, I'm saying it like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, but, well, Excellent! Bogus! But his last but, name is B-O-G-A-S. G-A-S. Huh. Bogus. Bogus! Was this like a prototype or released game? I never heard of this. No, this was a released game. I watched the playthrough and it's actually quite interesting. Oh. It's like one of those choose-your-adventure choose your path 
adventure books. Oh, it's a it's an it's a text event. It's like not a text adventure, but it's a, something like visual, it's a visual novel. visual adventure right. type of thing. Or something. And the main screen has got the outline of this cowboy's hip, and then you just encounter people in the town, and they say things to you. And you have to pick the right response, hmm. and you might have to get into a duel with one of them, depending on depending on what they say and how you respond. Right. Hmm. But Ed Bogus <laughs> is from San Francisco. Huh. He composed music for Hardball. Okay. The, the, the TV show. No, I played yeah, Hardball. No, no, the TV, the video game. Baseball oh. game. I had Hardball 3 on Apple IIGS. He also wrote music. Accolade. For Sesame Street, for Sesame Street games, hmm. he did Atari's Oscars Trash Can Race and Big Bird's Egg Catch. How about that, huh? Big Bird's Egg Catch. Uh, yeah, that, I know that game. I had that game. I think I had Big Bird. Big Big Bird. Big Bird. Uh, Big Bird. That's a hard thing to say. Big, Big Bird's. Bird. Egg catch. Well, to have an egg in there too. I had that game on a on Atari's. <laughs> I had that game with the number pad thing. It's not that hard. Big Bird's egg catch. Big Big Bird's egg catch. Big Bird's egg catch. Yeah. So, Ed, uh, I had that. I had, the Atari, I had the Atari twenty eight. I mean the Tari seventy eight hundred. I had that seventy eight hundred. Yeah, he's still in uh, San Francisco, and he does commercials and television and film music. Hmm. Hey, Ed. I salute you. <laughs> I like that. It's a nice little jingle. Pet that one more time. Reminds me of Go Go Thirteen or some kind of espionage. Play that one more time. Oh shoot! Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. This might be loud here. Pomegranate juice. Oh, yeah, you're juicing, huh? <laughs> See, that's a jingle right there. Why did you have your that jar on your head? What jar on my head? The juice jar. The juice jar was on my head. Oh yeah, it was on your eye, or were you putting it on your eye? Oh yeah, because it's ice cold and my allergies are kicking right now. Oh. Uh, play that music again. Oh. For your allergies, pomegranate juice. <laughs> See? Breathing new life into old law, law of the West. Hmm. Well, 
I'm going to do something next here from a Genesis game called Lethal, sorry, Lethal Enforcers 2 Gunfighters. Mm. That's Roman numeral. It. That's Roman numeral 2 right there. This is music composed by Tsuyoshi Sekito and Yuichi Sakakura. And we're going to hear Hideout 5 2. And I think similar to that opening track, this just sounds, it sounds like 70s electronic music, but mixed with Old West. You know, it's, that's, it has that, this almost kind of, because of the music, this FM synth, it sounds kind of futuristic and stuff. And it's almost science fiction, but with Old West, yeah. It makes me almost think that this, I've never played this game, but it makes me almost think, are there aliens or something in this game? Or it's just bad guys, that's it, right? I mean, but anyway, um, it's just cool. I think it's cool. I, actually, I think it's even cooler that it's not a science fiction game. It's just purely just bad guys and good guys or whatever. And that the music sounds like that. That's cool. Okay, so here it is. Lethal Enforcers 2, Gunfighters, Hideout. 5-2. Enforcers 2, Gunfighters, Tsuyoshi Sakito, and Yuichi Sakakura. This is Hideout Stage 5-2. I was saying Hideout 5-2. I meant Stage 5-2 is what I meant. Um, and, yeah, like I said, it has that kind of synthy sound, but it's Old West sounding, too. It almost kind of sounds like Rocket Knight Adventures or something, you know? I like this part coming up right here. That's good. That's really good. Mm-hmm. 
kind of interesting that they made a sequel that takes place in the Old West. I don't know. To me, it's Well, I mean, you know, the Great Battle series, they did, you know, fought, the fifth one takes place in the Old West, mm. you know? But the other ones don't. Although there but is an the, Old West stage in part four, but yes? The cop just, or the cop, the title sounds just so cop to me, you know? Like well, well it kind of makes sense. It kind of makes sense, though. It's, they're kind of saying lethal enforcers, they're police officers, but, f- yeah, but you know, old west. from, from the old west, though. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. I like it. So, yeah, carry on. I would like to go with a little Sega Master System. Mm-hmm. This one is called. Wanted. Tombstone and Nugget Town. Sega Master System. I like that one. Tombstone and Nugget Town. Can you say that again? Tombstone Nugget Town. Next up, uh, I have a track here from the Super Famicom game, Live Alive, music by Yoko Shimomura, composer of Street Fighter II, a game that was strangely omitted from Time Magazine's top 50 games of all time. 
And this is a track called Wanderer. And, you know, I started my tracks off with a whistling track. And now I'm going to end with a whistling track. You know, the Gumple track had whistling. This is a whistling. So, yeah, started it and I'm ending it, well, my portion at least, with whistling. So this is Wanderer from Live Alive, Super Famicom. Live Alive, music by Yoko Shimomura. This is Wanderer. Uh, I, I, uh, I like the bells. Listen to the bells in this track. Listen to how the bells hit. Coming up here. Listen to this. Hmm. That's cool. I like those bells. Those bells really Very hit in cool. the right spot. You know, it's They're also hitting that beast, hitting that the, the beast spot. spot. Yeah, I was gonna say that too. <laughs> <laughs> They're hitting that beast it also, spot. The the bells. I mean, not just bells, but also listen to the um, the, the the drums sound. You, you can hear just different registers of drums. You know, it almost sounds like a there's a high register drum in the mix. It almost sounds like bongos or something, you know? You hear that? I do hear it. There it is. That's a good track. Yeah. I love this part. Yeah, this part's so good with the bells. (laughs) And listen how the bass has kind of got a disco he sound to it a little yeah, bit. I was going to say, know? I love the combo of the Morricone spaghetti western sound and the synth bass. It's right. so weird. Yeah, yeah. You don't even use like an upright bass sample. It's just like No, it's just a synth bass, bass. Straight up. Yeah, totally. It's, but it yeah. works so well. Yeah. It's kind of similar in a way to Nobuo Uematsu in some of Final Fantasy stuff, you know? They'll, they'll be mm-hmm. kind of more classic kind of orchestral stuff with, with you know, more of a electronic sounding ba- synthy bass. Well, I was going to say that as Secret of Mana, where it's an electric bass with the orchestral stuff. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Such a cool sound. Yeah. Interesting. Also, I, we haven't heard uh, this. You know, this Jaws harp or Jews harp or whatever mm-hmm. sound. You know, mm-hmm. which is a yeah. It's a Western thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it's just cool how it goes. Dun 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 dun. That's. It goes dun 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 dun. Oh, there it is, whistling once again. I would like to end with an American tell. Mm -hmm. Fievel goes west. This is the classic western movie <laughs> that everyone loves. Definitely. It's the story of a mouse seeking new beginnings and fortune in the west. The old west. Story we all know and love. Ending staff roll from an American tale. Five goes west, and that's from the Super Nintendo. An American tale, Five Goes West. Ending staff roll. Mm. Nice. And this is the end when Five has killed, killed the rival outlaw gang. He rules the West. He rules the West. Well, that's right. Everyone's looking for gold. He's looking for cheese. Easy. Easy to find. Well, for a full track listing, you can go to LegacyMusicHour.com and... Like I said earlier, you can comment there if you want to. You can also contact us at LegacyMusicHour at gmail.com. Um, if you like the show, I don't think it really helps much. I don't even know. Do people use Apple Podcasts anymore? Do they use Apple Music? How do people listen to How are you listening to us out there? Yeah, how I do mean, you listen to this show? I mean, I use those. Oh, I you do? Both, okay. I use both those, yeah. Okay. I don't, well, I don't hey, use anything else. Rate and review it. I mean, here's the thing. What's crazy. If you search for Legacy Music Hour on iTunes, it doesn't... I mean, not no, if you search... Sorry. If you t if you search for Video Game Music Podcast, it does not come up. 
How do we fix that? Does anybody know? You search for video game music podcast. I feel like we're the oldest one. We should be showing up as the number one result. Why are we not showing up? I don't know. But well. Hey. We better show up on Times 50 Best Video Game Music Podcasts. <laughs> yeah, right. Knowing their judgment, they probably wouldn't. They'll probably, uh, they'll probably put Zork on there as one of the best <laughs> top, top 50 podcasts. <laughs> Zork. Um, no disrespect to Zork. I just don't. I mean, I just don't really know if I would consider it exactly a video game. I, guess. I mean, I don't know. I guess. Well, return to Zork, maybe. Did that come out on not computer? No. <laughs> so it's got graphics. Oh, it does. Oh. Yeah. Um. But yeah, well, rate and review it if you like. Rate and review it if you like it. Legacy Music Hour on Apple Music. Um. Just check out LegacyMusicHour dot com. There's stuff to check out there. And there's the Discord and whatever. If you want to sort of get involved with people, you know, chop it up a little bit. Um, well, look, thank you to Gabe Castro for um, helping uh, edit this episode and everything. And um, thank you to Jess Heichel, otherwise known as the Manatree, for helping uh, compile the... Uh, the mixtapes for the Legacy Music Hour. Wow, the mixtapes are just churning out. And the video mixtapes on YouTube. Week after week. Yeah, and on top of that, video mixtapes for our video, YouTube channel. Which is YouTube. preferred way by a lot. Put them on. Why is that? Why is that? Oh, I put them on the background because it's, well, I'll tell you mm-hmm. why. It's got a nice visualizer. It's animated. Mm-hmm. But best of all, it's got cover art for all the games. Composer I love information that. Right I there, love that. Right on your TV or whatever love device. That. Now, by the way, I'm always making updates to the track listings, finding new information out, making corrections. So we try to... Sometimes the composer info on those videos might not be <clears throat> up to date because stuff is changing all the time every year. <clears throat> but we try to make those corrections be known in the descriptions for those. But uh, It is the most accurate information out there. It's got to be. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. We put too. I put too. I put so much time. Gosh, I wish it was easier. I wish it was easier to make the corrections. But in order to keep the podcast in order on, on the feed, I have to republish every single one. But anyway, big thanks to Jess Heichel because those are coming out. I mean, Pump what up. are we at? One seventy three just came out. I think. Mm-hmm. Mixtape 173. I mean, it's all about the video ones for me. No, th- those, those are cool. YouTube so, channel. yeah, youtube.com slash Legacy Music Hour. There's lots of stuff on there. Lots of stuff. There's the mixtapes are on there. There's not all the mixtapes. We're catching up slowly on there, but, um, you know, there's video game playthroughs on there. There's uh, just a lot of stuff on there. You can check it out. Next week we're gonna just do, or next month I should say, we're just gonna do back to a, a normal uh, free play episode. But 
Yeah, what are we going to hear, Gabe, to take us out? We're going to hear a song Into the, from, into the sunset. <laughs> um, we're going to hear a cowboy kid for the NES. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Very expensive title. <laughs> I, it looks good. Uh, oh, is it? Is this an expensive title? Oh, okay. it always has been. Hmm. Romstar and uh, a game. And uh, this is stage four and seven. We've heard uh-huh. from stage one, three, and I think five before. <clears throat> but uh, this is stage four and seven and Cowboy Kid NES. Okay. Um, well, um, my name is Brent Weinbach. I'm Rob F. Switch. The name of the program is The Legacy Music Hour. Thank you for listening.